Welcome back. We're here having a nerd conversation, aren't we, Matt? Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, SDCC 2017 is going on right now. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, is, is, is the San Diego Comic-Con the premier event it for is. this this for world? Everything. I would well, say it is. I guess, what, about maybe 15 years ago, maybe less, it was a, a convention that... Basically, it was just comic book uh, uh, collectors and things like that. Now it's turned into just like pop culture, everything. Everything. Like, we're going to see the Terminator Six trailer there next everything. year or whatever. Like that's exactly. what they do. That's and James Cameron's going to goddamn write it too. Um, oh, yeah, I, right. I kicked off SDCC by not uh, reading any of the news, yeah. but I went out and collected more pops because I'm a pop collector. And they had SDCC 2017 pops released yesterday. About I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 different ones. And, oh wow! Uh, my girlfriend and I we we scoured the lands to find them, and that's how I kicked mine off. And now today, I'm finally reading up on all the news that is kind of being, you know, spouted out, you know, over the last couple of days. I think the big things will come Saturday, yeah, and then it'll kind of drift off, Peter you know, and you know, on Sunday. A little into, bit here and there, but nothing really groundbreaking, of course. Exactly. The falling and, action. The big thing that I read today was that the Inhumans uh, television show, which is airing this fall. They're releasing a two-episode uh, IMAX like movie, yeah. Um, and people are bashing the ever-living shit. <laughs> I mean, just is shitting. This the, did they do this before with another television series? Because I thought I heard something about this, but maybe I just heard about the Inhumans. So the Inhumans, uh, they they actually came about on the Agents of Shield television show, yeah. And they had this big, you know, storyline and everything. I don't know if this is connected. I don't think this I, I is think the first time I've heard about a two-episode well, premiere. Oh, no, no. They talked about it. Yes, okay, they so have. Been talking, this they've been planning it for the planning a trailer. For, but okay. So they had this trailer, and like one of the characters is Medusa. So people were trashing the trailer. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That, so I'm sorry. I, I, I don't really misspoke. remember Medusa from the Marvel comics at all. She had red hair, her. and it could like it was like yeah, an well, I know who Medusa is, but I don't yeah. remember her Marvel version, red hair. Well, I guess they were red. Were they red snakes? Uh, no, no, just, just red, red hair. hair. So she's she looks at you, Medusa. she turns you to stone. I, I don't think that is any of her powers. Now, oh, okay, she's just another inhuman, and that happens to be her, her name. Hair is she's like not whips. supposed to be the Medusa. Oh, okay, right. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, her hair... Yeah, I remember Whips her now. And I do remember her now. I remember yeah. her now. Is isn't she? Wasn't she the one who was married to? Uh, she was married Thunderbolt to Thunderbolt or whatever yeah, his yeah, name um, is. Black yeah, Bolt? Uh, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Okay, yeah. he's the leader, the silent leader, the king of the planet that they're from. Which is an interesting idea for a television show, a character who doesn't speak, yeah. because they show in the trailer that he opens his mouth and it like destroys like three cars. Yeah, well that's that's why he doesn't speak. Right. So what what. what point is it's interesting how can that character play in a comic book it's easy to play a character off like that but a character in a television show with no voice i guess like yeah, kind of like snake eyes he's just a badass and he's yeah just kind of i guess i'll just have to emote but i think he's supposed to be kind of stern too so he's, yeah maybe yeah. this actor will just have an easy gig or maybe people will just be bored of well the he's front gonna have man. to do a lot of facial expressions uh -huh. though i mean that's those those actors have to really you know vin diesel was originally lobbying for that role but i think that was when may perhaps there used to be talk that the inhumans was going to be a movie or yes, maybe it was. it was okay yeah yes it was he was lobbying for that like well he's the voice of group but he's not on screen so he can be this guy who has no voice on screen right but, i think yeah, they aimed away from making a movie because Clutter. I, I think it's the idea is too close to being x-men and yeah. they're and, and they already have and guardians about, right 
and they've already talked about Inhumans in uh, Agents of Shield, so they're like, ah, oh, you know, let's just connect it to that, you know. So, and none of this stuff. Agents of Shield is on Fox, right? Uh, ABC. Is this is this on Netflix or is this on ABC too? This is going to be on ABC. Yeah, it's going to be an ABC television show. That does the not Netflix, fill me with hope at all. The Netflix show, no, the furthest no, away from those original big networks you can get, the better as far as quality. Well. They had a television show that they were going to make, Damage, um, Damage Control. Oh, okay. They showed up in Spider-Man. Spider yep. And, you know, they had this huge idea of making a TV show where it was like a comedy and, you know, uh, cleaning up after the Avengers, you know, doing all the damage. not a bad idea. Which would be great, yeah. but I thought it was cool seeing them show up in um, Spider-Man. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. It's nice having some little... I, guess, I mean, I guess that's an Easter egg. It might be too big to be an Easter egg. I guess it's an Easter egg for yeah. those of us who are familiar yeah. with Damage Control from, you know, the comics and maybe the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoons or whatever. Yeah, you, you know, what's cool about Marvel films for me is that I go to watch them and I'm there to see, you know, of course you're there to see Spider-Man, but you're also there to, you know, hear some of the things they say mm -hmm. so you can leave, at least I'm this way, I leave and go straight home or on my way home and I'm Googling like, what are these, you know, like they mentioned Thor's belt. That's yeah. a real thing in a comic. Yeah, apparently. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so they're talking about all these different things, and, and I always find that so cool. It's yeah, you were talking about it on the, the your Homecoming podcast, Spider-Man Homecoming podcast. So supposedly the belt, anybody can wear it, and then they have the ability to lift Thor's hammer. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what, what I read on Wikipedia. Comic. That sounds, yeah. that sounds Which is interesting. That be very interesting, yeah. Well, why does Tony Stark have it? That's the big question. Yeah, I guess maybe he's got, like... Like how, how how Batman has a plan to counter every single Justice League member. Maybe he has Iron one. Man's got, I mean, we already brilliant. have the Hulkbuster. That's a brilliant. And, yeah, yes, he that's probably, brilliant. Oh God, I, I bet he's got one for that's everybody. That's really cool. He's because got one for he everybody. Did, you know what? He almost said that in the same sentence. He goes, oh, we're loading the Hulkbuster armor, and we're also uh, loading Thor's belt. And he goes, Thor's belt. Yeah, like something yeah. like that. Macho, so, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that actually sort of makes some sense. Yeah, you got something going there, I think. I yeah. mean that's what's so. I mean having those little yeah those little Easter eggs, those little things that make you want to. I mean want a thing. This is also why I love like you know Game of Thrones so much. I want to feel like each episode that we're watching is a part of a grander vision and a bigger story which is i mean ultimately every artist in an expression of the human condition in one way or the other and i just want to feel like I'm, this is really some worthwhile substantial art that has the, the, the creators have dug deep to right. make it layered and make it fit in with all these other things and it's it, uh, it's it's it is great here there's little little things here and there sure. just to, to make it it makes the world it that depth. much bigger it gives it more depth exactly yes. it gives depth to the world and you know it makes you it makes you hope to see some of the things they're talking about you know kind of just out one side of their mouth mm -hmm. you want to see these things show up in the movies including Thor's belt oh yeah that'd be awesome to see that show up mm -hmm. maybe we'll see that i don't know i did uh listen to some um uh podcast about uh some of the news for infinity war um, they unveiled Thanos's like minions at d30 uh okay. d23 the disney expo mm -hmm. Um, they unveiled his minions. There's four like big bad guys that okay. they're gonna have to face, which is gonna be cool. They all look cool. Nice. They're all from the comic. You know, it all makes sense. I don't know their names off the top of my yeah, head, but I guarantee you, after the movie, after the movie, I'll be like, well, I'm you know naming the guy one after another. I'm sure I'll know him by then. Is Thanos, does Thanos have his own apocalypse like Dark Side? I'm trying to remember from the comics. Does he have his own like world that he's from or something, or is he yeah. just like he was born on a planet where he was 
I think he was adopted or something, but he was born and he was different looking than everybody else, and that's what kind of made him like kind of the mad the megalomaniac man. that he is. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And now what he's trying to do apparently is court death, like the real character yeah. death. Yeah, that was big in the comics. He was in love with death. There was a weird yes. love triangle between him, death, and Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Um, but apparently, death. They're alluding that Death could possibly be the uh, villain Hela in Thor Ragnarok. So, yeah, so that could all be connected. That's Death, and she'll be somehow tied into Thor. I don't know, but that, you know, of course, that's all just speculation. I I mean, I assume those were two separate villains in the comics. Yes, but there's a very big possibility that could work. Yeah. It looks very evil. You know, I mean, that looks like somebody Thanos would hang out with, for sure. Oh, funny story, though. The other day, I was online, and I was searching around on, like, ComingSoon.com, and I came across this page where it was, so Thanos and the original Avengers, do you remember in the original Avengers, in, like, the post-credit sequence, it's like Thanos turns around and, like, smiles at the camera, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Thanos, he exists. Well, apparently they made a full costume for that. So it's, like, this big, gigantic head on, like, this, you know, little Thanos body. Like, they made the whole costume. And he looks like an action figure, is what he looks like. I swear, dude, I'm so glad that they are making him a CGI character. Because if they would have put him on screen, like, Infinity... um, They're they're talking about this trailer for Infinity War that was shown at D23. Just Thanos is, like, kicking everybody's ass. Like, it's just, like, like like the most epic trailer of all time ever. Or teaser, or whatever you want to name it. But can you imagine if he showed up just looking like an action figure? Like yeah. this big foam head. You know what I mean? He looked like back. a Chuck E. Cheese character. <laughs> People are going to be standing in line to shake hands at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is that he looks exactly like, to me at least, he looks like the thing from the uh, Fantastic Four movie that was never released. That Like, that's what he looks like. Like, uh, all foamy and, like, big and, like, hurt. You know, uh, I'm, I'm sure if he yeah. talked, like, that, his laps would flip around. That was made in, like, 1990 or exactly. something. Exactly, yes, yes. Oh, that my God. Ever see that thing? No, well, I've seen picture pictures from it, and the picture you always see is it was God, guys. This is before the uh, you know the the, the before th- the three movies that we've seen. This is like a direct to TV or something. Yeah, yeah. And the only scene I, I remember the foamy thing, and I remember seeing Reed Richards stretched out hand, and it looks like he's holding like a broomstick, <laughs> and he's got like a fake hand at the end of it. I don't That's even know if they bothered showing the hand. It looked like a rail. Like, he's got a bull cue shoved under his shirt. Like, oh boy, you ain't beating Dr. Doom. It, well, exactly, yeah. I mean, you know so... What else they, you're not going to beat? You're not going to beat the public's eyeballs. The special effects were cheesy as shit. So I'm going to show you this picture live here. So that's the Thanos I'm talking about. Doesn't he look like an action figure? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he really does ridiculous. look like an action figure. So you, you kind of put him up against the CGI Thanos, and you're just like... Uh, yeah, much yeah. more menacing. Absolutely. You know, less of a... Yeah, yeah, like, he, you know that would that 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 top costume would look great for someone going to Comic Con. Yes, exactly. But Perfect not Comic-Con. for someone in you know twenty million dollar, hundred million dollar movie, whatever. I think it looks like be. the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that that looks brutal. Yeah, that looks brutal. That thing looks brutal. You know, some dude was like there with a paintbrush and like molding this shit for hours upon hours, mm-hmm. only to make a creature that would never make it to would never would never make it to the big screen for a big screen film. That completely failed. He put all his time into that. Well, for I wonder if he's still alive. You think he committed suicide? Dude, whoever you are who did the thing for that TV Fantastic Four movie for the era that you lived in, it looked great. It did. I hope you're proud of yourself. You know, restocking the shelves at PetSmart or whatever you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) He works at Macy's. He's in the shoe section. Well, the women's shoe section. He's he's like an Al Bundy. Classic. Yeah, he's like an Al Bundy. Yeah, they can crush it there, man. Crush it there. 
but but Infinity War looks like he's coming together. Very Thanos well. is the main character in that, right? He, they speculated that he will be the main character because okay. you're, you know, uh, my friend and I, Colin, were talking. You know, Colin. Yeah. We were talking to him, or I was talking to him the other day, and he basically said, you know, we don't know anything about Thanos. You know, we only saw him, you know, a couple of different scenes and everything. That's true, right? Yeah. Um, but we know that he is this big, incredible force that they're going to yeah. have to face. We, he's a Galactus. He's an apocalypse. I think even the most novice of MCU watcher is is in the know that this is a badass guy. I mean, he's coming from a distance. We don't know much about him, but every time we see him, he just is menacing. I mean, they've been teasing him for movies, so forever he, he, they, it's, Yeah, you certainly should, should be familiar with it. So the first movie of Infinity War should be laced with background about Thanos and who he is and everything and I'm hoping even within those two movies they do not kill him off but instead he is like well, is in the throes of the galaxy uh, it's supposed to be two movies. It's still supposed to be two so, movies. I thought they changed it where they were just going to make it one movie and then the other Avengers movie was like well will tell you later. So no they're doing Infinity War the first one or which is going to be a two-parter and now they're going to name the second one something else. So they're not so, going to name the second one Infinity War necessarily. No, it's going to have its uh, own. It's going to have its own title. So that's what makes it different. Well, Infinity Crisis was the DC thing, right? Do yes. You know? Yeah, okay. yeah. Infinity okay. Crisis. Yeah. So this thing is going to be Infinity War, and then something, something, something. Who knows what that'll be? Because the first movie is going to be him collecting the gems, like getting the rest okay. of them somehow. Because he has to go to Asgard. I mean, he has all these places that he's going to have to go I wonder if they'll collect. go for, like, a secret war kind of thing. Because I think I've heard speculation that Spider-Man is going to pick up his Spidey sense maybe in yes. Infinity War? Yes, he will. I guess. And yes. in the secret wars in the comics is where we got the symbiote that became Venom. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. But I guess if, if he's getting the Spidey sense in Infinity War, that doesn't well, did, anything about it. They, there was Kevin Feige and the woman ahead of the Sony, yeah. like MCU or Sony Marvel movies, whatever you want to call them. Right. And she basically sat in front of Ke Kevin uh, Feige and, and she was like, yeah, so Venom's going to be a part of the Spider-Man world. And, and Kevin Feige's like looking at the camera like, holy shit, you know, what the fuck <laughs> was she talking about? You know, he looked like somebody just like, it looked like he just saw a ghost. Yeah, so obviously he wasn't so in the know. And then she came back later on and say that's not entirely true it's going to be woven in the same kind of story but they're not really in the same so i don't know what they're going for i figured when they saw the high price tag or the, the high amount that they would get for from spider-man homecoming sony would be like well it's time to you know throw it all in you know all these characters are part of the same world and everything i, I figured that's what was going to happen and maybe we're getting there I don't know. Mm. I, that's what I want to see. I want to see Venom in a Spider-Man movie. Shit. Fuck it. Well, Venom's getting his own movie, right? He and is. Tom Hardy? Yes. And, and Carnage is going to be in that movie? Carnage is some kind, somehow going to be in it, I think. Carnage is, Carnage is awesome. Carnage is badass. But think about this. You know, how they have never really made a movie, a, a comic book movie about a villain, like a main titled villain movie that uh, worked. Like right. Suicide Squad did not work. Uh, um is that the only well, one? Well, the problem is the they one. didn't go villainous enough. Not only did they not go villainous I mean, enough, it was just cheesy as I shit. mean, I guess Deadpool wasn't a villain in the Deadpool movie. He's like an anti-hero. Yeah. But he's basically a hero with the Deadpool movie. He's Pretty like, much. Not even really an anti-hero in that. So, yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, you could say, I mean, I was going to say The Punisher, but nobody liked any of those movies anyway. Yeah. He's not really supposed to be a villain. No, not or really. Another yeah. anti-hero vigilante. Yeah, so Venom having his own movie and and it's about a, a villain. You know, he doesn't have to be good. He doesn't have to turn good at the end of the movie. He's, maybe he's fighting Carnage. I mean, Venom's a lot like Punisher. 
Yes. He, he'll kill people, but he 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 views himself as at least in the comics, he always classically viewed himself as someone who protected the innocent, and he would get vengeance. He he he, he believed in vengeance, and so he, he, was a, that, he was very much yeah, like a punisher. He believed that Peter Parker was uh, you know an evil bad dude. Kind of had some personal biases against him, and the symbiote might have been like scrambling his brain a little bit. Right, right. But other than Spider Man, he never really went after any innocence, and he had a very strong you know belief in that that ideology and then he spawned carnage which was always interesting because spider-man always felt responsible for venom so then venom felt responsible for carnage who was in the comics as eddie, you know eddie brock's venom his cellmate was Cletus cassidy he was right nut nut job zero nut job. that was when i first started reading comics like my first the, I, I first subscribed to spider-man it was like Carnage's second appearance. It was nuts. Like I got it. I think the first. When did they get into Maximum Carnage? Was that, that was like two years later, maybe? Okay. It wasn't not too much time passed. That was. Okay. I had that whole series too. That was yeah, excellent. Yeah. That That's was excellent. when he blew up. It seemed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he made video games that. and everything about that. But yeah, I mean, he was a straight up psychopathic, sociopathic serial killer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see like you know Spider-Man is the Venom, because Venom is the Carnage. So it, it kind of makes sense that, that Carnage would be his villain in the movie, but Venom is probably not. Probably not going to be the biggest villain in the movie. He'll probably be closer to a Deadpool. Well, right, and that that would be great. Especially Spider-Man's not it, in it. It would be great to see a, a story centered around Venom, and then Spider-Man. He should know, make an appearance. Like, yeah, make an appearance, or uh, or there are newspapers about Spider-Man and Venom's grabbing it, and he's just like, God, you know, Eddie Brock. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, we oh, could set it up so that maybe off-screen before the movie starts, you know, Eddie Brock has already been. Ruined by Peter Parker, exactly, exactly, or whatnot. Yeah, yes. yeah, something like that. So that would be perfect. And and you know, well, but how can that work? I mean, because the symbiote doesn't have the hatred for Peter well, Parker. Not only also, that, so. but it's we're in homecoming right now. Yeah. So how can Venom be you know shit on by? I, the, is only, there a the, only route, the only route, the only idea. I think it's next year. I believe it's. I think it's 2018. But what they need to do is instead of it making it between Peter Parker and Eddie Brock. Just make it uh, a Venom just dislike Spider-Man for whatever reason. Maybe maybe Spider-Man came in and saved the day or did something that really upset Eddie Brock, and that's what made Eddie Brock like, oh, I gotta, you know, I want to kill this Spider-Man, and then that's when the symbiote comes in. But the problem is that in the in the comics, the symbiote makes his debut. Adheres to Spider-Man, Peter Parker, mm -hmm. and then it goes to Venom. So yeah, Spider-Man has to reject like, the symbiote for it to get that hatred. Yes. So the story is kind of like malfunctioning already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just. I mean, if they write it right, they can change stuff around. They can take liberties and all that. I mean, the ego wasn't Star Lord's father in the comics. Right. So, right. I mean, they yeah. can do stuff, and you know, but but Venom is supposed to be Spider-Man's Joker, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, sure. The Green Goblin used to kind of be that. And I like how in Homecoming they've kind of made the Vulture that. They, the Vulture's yes. kind of taken the Green Goblin's place. I mean, the thing about Green Goblin and Venom is they both knew a secret identity. You know what? That like makes the, them so much more dangerous. Well, I like they're about so connected Vulture, to their families. Right. That's what I liked about Vulture is that he was such he he was such a complicated character. Yeah. Because like he was he's, he's doing business because he's trying to you know. You know, he, he can do things for his family by working down the street at the Exxon station, really. But he really wants to give his family a good life mm -hmm. and this and that. And he thinks it's like, you know, dog-eat-dog -dog world. Exactly. Screw the government. Screw Tony yeah, Stark. Yeah, it'll really make you buy his side of things. Absolutely. Like, he's not out there trying to kill and hurt people necessarily. Well, they walk in the front door at the beginning of the movie, and they're like, well, your business is gone, you know. Yeah. Tony Stark owns all this now, and yeah. he's just like, what? Shouldn't yeah. have taken off. Shouldn't have bit off more than you can chew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, kill him all, Vulture. <laughs> you got, I got you, bro. 
I also I like I, I like I said in the podcast, I really like the, the aspect that they threw on the whole scavenging thing. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. I thought that was cool. I thought that was, really thought cool. that was really creative. Yeah, that's what that was. I don't really even know if that was a big part of the comics. Yeah. I mean, uh, they didn't that that had nothing to do with the vulture's character in the comics. That his, was a really creative way to work in him being the vulture. His whole character he's scavenging on this leftover tech. It's his awesome. whole character in the comic was to try to get young. Yeah, trying to try to defy age. Yeah, yeah. It's almost makes you go, why did they call him the vulture? Just because. Fly? Oh, well, yes, yeah, there you go. Vulture. Vulture. Oh, guy. Vultures are evil. Yeah, yeah, I guess vultures are bald. That's why. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, vultures are bald. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe just saw, somebody saw him fly past and they're just like, hey, look, that guy's dressed like a vulture. And he's like, I'm vulture now. Yeah. yeah I mean, you could, like you might be able to stretch it like he could suck, you know, he would scavenge their youth from them or something. But, um, not if Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, even like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, how did Sting, like, just come out one day and he's just like I'm staying. <laughs> there was a, there's actually a comedy routine um, behind that that I watched. But I mean, it, but it brings that that big question up like how do people just automatically have this name and then they get everybody else to just buy into it? Like the Vulture as an example in the movie. Like just think about that world. Like he's like all oh, his buddies. Hey, for now on, guys. Um, so I'm like the Vulture. So did they actually call him? Did they I don't think he did. I thought that was. But the shocker was the other guy. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense to call. I mean, yes, he's be the they call him the shock. Yes, they call him the shock. Well, J. Jonah Jameson was the one naming all the characters in the other movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he didn't show it's up. Not, it there. is the media. And yeah. they, want, they want the Ice Cube to be a J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, well, I mean, he was he was the he was in Twenty One Jump Street, right? Wasn't that yes. him? He was the police commissioner. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think Ice Cube could pull he it could off. He could do it, okay. I, I think, think he could pull it off. I, I really like the guy who played J. Jonah Jameson in the original movie. Oh, so. yeah, uh, J.K. Simmons. He's, he's, he's a masterful actor. Like, he is no joke. But now he's, he really uh, did a flawless Jonah. He did he, a flawless J. Jonah Jameson. He's in, uh, he's in D.C. now. He plays um, uh, Gordon. He's Gordon? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Has he been in any of the movies yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's going to be in Justice League for the first time. Huh. Yeah, he made, they made a big deal out of it that he made a jump from Marvel and now he's in DC. Which in DC is like this sinking ship. Like, uh, uh, you know, Joss Whedon has stepped in now because it just... Uh, That's weird, man. What's his face? Joss Whedon? What's his face lost his daughter? What's that guy's name that was behind... Um, Play the Ace movies? No, 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 no. no. Who's gonna not do Matt Reeves? That's Matt Reeves. Yeah, he's, he's do doing Batman. a Batman movie. It's um. Yeah, I don't have the time. Zack Schneider. That's right. Zack Snyder. Yeah, no, so Zack 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 Schneider, you know, kind so of. So his daughter died. His and that's daughter why he passed stepped away, down. and he stepped down, and now Joss Whedon. Well, people kind in. of hated him after Batman v Superman, but then after yes. Suicide Squad, I guess people were like, "Who is Zack Snyder?" And is that yeah. how he got the Justice League job back, or kept it, or whatever? So, was no, he always he wasn't always connected was, to that. Yeah, he? he was connected to yeah. He okay. was connected to Justice League so from the League, very beginning. And then his daughter passed, and he he got out of it. And now Joss Whedon jumped in to basically steer the ship, so we can you know he I did mean, reshoots and everything else. I have feelings about that because okay, we got J.J. Um, J. Abrams who did Star Trek and Star Wars, and now yes. we got Josh Whedon, jo- Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon, who did Justice League and. The original Avengers movie. Yes. Did he do the second one too? He yes, he did. I thought so. did the first, well, that's why he got out of it because in the second one he got dog. That's right, because they jammed in. They had, they they log jammed some scenes for like you know Infinity War and stuff. Yeah, yep, for yeah. the gems. Yeah, he got all pissed off about that. Do you think he was right to be pissed off about that, or well, do you think he should have? The just, studio I mean, forced him to do it. Yeah. So he's like, I mean, hey, I, I don't want to put this in my movie. It doesn't make sense to cram this in. They didn't mm, have to cram that in there. 
We didn't need to know all that. Yeah. You know, they could have... They, I see, guess it's, it was more than an Easter egg. Well, they had so many movies coming out before yeah. that, you know, before Infinity War. So they could have really spanned it. Like, Thor Ragnarok could have shown Thor somehow coming across the gem. But I guess they just wanted to get people pumped up for Thanos. Trying to set it up. All this kind of stuff, yeah. First Avengers movie was... Perfect. The way they were able to bring all those franchises together. Absolutely. They didn't have too. It wasn't cluttered. It's a first. I mean, that's that's never happened like that, and it probably won't happen with quite that precision ever again. With just the right. It like was. It just uh, happened at just yeah. the right, just the right time with just the right people. Yeah. The, well, the um, yeah, the amount of screen time the characters had and everything it was pretty pretty perfect. Age of Ultron was close perhaps without that scene it would have maybe it would have been just as they were a lot of fans were just pissed that there was so much stuff shoehorned in the movie yeah and plus, what happened was it took the movie and it took it off the rails a couple times mm -hmm. off the rails meaning it took you away from like the actual story yeah, the so you're just like what am I thinking about now you know on. it goes back and forth back and forth back and forth yeah, because like they did take a lot of time for Thor to be in this cave where it had nothing to do. Absolutely, nothing to do. With Absolutely, the movie. nothing to do with anything else in the movie. But I think Civil War, Civil War uh, up to this point, I still can say is my favorite MCU movie. Yeah. Because I feel like Civil War spent enough time on everything that it needed to spend time on. Civil War is actually pretty close to emulating that first Avengers formula I agree. as far as like perfect right. amount of screen time for all the characters and everybody that got involved and it's not too not too much going on. Right. Considering how many costumes were in that movie, it's very impressive. Oh very yeah. Impressive. Well, yeah. but you know the whole fact of the matter with that movie is that it was a, a Captain America movie from the get-go. So they yeah, put so they just they put just a perfect amount of all the other characters in there yeah. as a and they side were able character. to maintain that focus on Cap. Dude, that airport scene. Ah, that's one. I mean, the best. Well, maybe the best scene in MCU. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come out. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I like Spider-Man Homecoming. I stole the shield. I stole yeah. the shield. <laughs> yeah, I stole the shield. <laughs> that was awesome. How they opened that movie where he's like back in like you know videotaping himself in Civil War was just awesome. I mean, yeah. come on, that's so great. That's such a great yeah. throwback. Talking about, like, oh, all right, all right, all right, I gotta go fight. I gotta go fight this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> and chaos going on in the background. And the throwback with damage control and cleaning up after Avengers and all that and showing an Ultron head and they're making a gun out of an Ultron arm. I mean, it was just like really cool little yeah. Easter eggs thrown all out. I mean, it was, just, it was great. It was perfect. The next movie in the in the line of MC movies is Thor Ragnarok, which is going to be oh, awesome. So excited. So excited. I can't oh my God. wait for that movie. Um, I'm more excited. I'm, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character, but I've been waiting for Thor Ragnarok more than anything. Oh, wow. Because I just really love the MCU character Thor. I love yeah. Spider-Man yeah. because of the Fox cartoon. Yeah. But I love Thor because of MCU. I just think he's great. Yeah. He's so awesome. Thor's on-screen presence is... He's awesome. He's, he's awesome. He's awesome. awesome. What's his face, Heim? What? Like, uh, oh, Heimdall. Chris, uh, Heim? No, what? Heimdall. What's that? Is that the hammer's name, or is that the actor? No, Heimdall. He's uh, no. Uh, Heimdall is the guy who sends that. Um uh, Idris Alba. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Oh, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think yeah, of yeah. the actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, coming yeah, yeah. up behind him, I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah, hi. well, you got that right, that's though. Another, <laughs> that's another killer. That's another Asgard thing. I'm, the, I'm like 20% right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take a little bit. Well, think about it. You know, with with, on that with Thor, you get Loki in, in that mixed bag. And Loki apparently is Infinity War somehow. So something happens in Ragnarok. 
That's the problem, is that their outlook is so far away that you kind of know what characters are still sticking around. Now, they do have a shroud of secrecy over Iron Man, and they have a shroud of secrecy over Captain America right now. Ah, because they want us to... I mean, there's a very good chance that one or both of them will get killed off in a couple of movies because those actors have been doing it for so long. Oh, absolutely. And they both died in the comics. I think they both come back to life. I'm not sure. They always do. They always do, but they... they yeah, they could... At this point, they could definitely get away with killing both of them. Both of them in the next movie, really. I think it'd be, I, it'd, be, it'd be rough. It'd be pushing it. Here's my thought. What I think is going to happen is they're going to. I think they're going to kill off Captain America and then Bucky. He seems like the, the most likely one to get killed. Yeah. And then Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is going to step down, not die, nothing like okay. that, but kind of take the helm and be one of the background people, uh, like a background uh, character. Okay. And all the funds and everything are paid off by him, and he still has, is running this yeah, business all yeah, kind of yeah. in the background. And every once in a while, like a Stan Lee cameo, you're going to have a Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. kind of show up and do his thing. And the reason I say that is not for the story. It's because Robert Downey Jr. makes so much fucking money in that. Mm. There is no way that he's going to step away from Completely, it. No way. Yeah. If he, if he, he has also, a deal where he shows up every once in a while, he's making $15 million off it. And he, I mean, he also owes Iron Man the resurrection of his career. I mean, oh, Terrence, man, Howard, his life. Terrence Howard got top billing in Iron Man. That's how disrespected uh, Robert Downey Jr. was. When right. The movie came oh, out, yeah. he just got out oh, of jail yeah. and everything. Totally believe it. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, but, but look how far this whole thing has come. But, you know, this is something that was started by a guy who was in the news being a drug addict and, mm -hmm. and, and in court all the time and practically looking, you know, at bars, you know, almost the rest of his life. Yeah. To being a iconic actor, iconic male character, characters. I mean, he's played multiple characters that are now iconic. I mean, he's like arguably made Iron Man more popular than Spider-Man. Like, so, that is nuts. Here's that the crazy thing to me. Ever pictured that. When people are going, so 10, 15 years ago, if you would have told somebody, dude, Iron Man's in the new Spider-Man yeah. movie, people would be like, okay. <laughs> but now, now people are watching a preview and they're getting goosebumps because Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man shows up in Spider-Man. I mean, that's yeah, how big that character is. When he shows up in those two scenes as Iron Man, you're like, <gasps> So I made this point today to my friend, and I was talking to him about, because he's a DC fan. God love him. Nobody's perfect. Right, nobody's perfect. I mean, he, DC fans are fine, but he, you're saying he prefers them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know necessarily if he prefers them. He really likes them. I mean, okay. yeah. I okay. mean, he's, you know, he's a special kind. That's fine. Yeah, I think his mom and dad are related, you know. I mean, when I was a kid, I always watched Nickelodeon, and I had friends who watched the Disney Channel. Right. And that's kind of how I view Marvel's Nickelodeon, DC's Disney. At right. least back then, I mean, now sure. Marvel is Disney, ironically enough. But right. I'm just and the Disney fans were a little bit more flamboyant, but that's okay. They just, like it, just anyway. wasn't as, it just wasn't as edgy. I don't know. Just a little they more, like a little more saccharine. They yeah. like to sing it. Yeah. Um, so what I told him today was it's interesting. You know, you had the MCU that grew all of these characters that we really didn't know. You knew who Thor was. You've heard Thor. You've heard of Iron Man. Captain America, you know who he is. But you didn't know who the characters were. And you really could give a shit about them, let's say, 10 years ago. You could care less. You know, when the MCU started. Who cares, mm -hmm. right? Even I think even comic book readers maybe just didn't even care as much to see them on the big screen. But then you had DC, who had all of these big, iconic characters. Superman, mm -hmm. Batman, Wonder Woman. Okay, then you have Flash and Aquaman and everything. But you had these three large characters, especially Batman and Superman. Iconic. You, you, all over the world, everybody knows who they are. Yeah. Not everybody knows who Iron Man is, okay, no. 10 years ago. No. They had these such uh, uh, large, larger-than-life iconic characters 
and how are they failing miserably yeah. to MCU who grew their characters, grew characters that people didn't know. I find that absolutely amazing. Yeah. And that that uh, shows how great the MCU is. Their storytellers, mm -hmm. Kevin Feige, they having all it, the they let it marinate. Like you, absolutely. you let it grow organically. Exactly. You, DC's trying to catch up too quick, or they were yes. trying to catch up too quick. It sounds like they sort of started to right the ship. I mean, you said you guys like Wonder Woman, right? I, I thought was, it was just okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard. Yeah. Check out check out the Gas Cast and the Wonder Woman guys. That was pretty good too. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't, I just didn't like I didn't like, like the uh, was it like a little too long or well, something? Not, little... not really that it was too long. I really liked um, Chris uh, Pine's character yeah. a lot. Yeah, actually, he was my favorite part of the entire movie. And Wonder Woman, she's an attractive girl and she's yeah. bad to look at. Love Gal Gadot. Um, but Ares, um, finding yeah. out who he, you know, what that he was Ares at the end, and it's like this little old man face in this big armor. Like, they could just black his face out. So I mean, the, villain, the villain was poop. Oh, the villain was bad. Well, the movie ended like um, Batman vs. Superman. It was, you know, in this oh. dark area, and it's a, you know, a larger than It's like, don't worry, guys, Justice League will come out, and yeah. it'll all be good. Well, I oh, thought for sure that somebody good. was going to yell Martha at some point. Like, I thought <laughs> for sure he was going to come up at some point in that scene, but it just <laughs> yeah. never happened. But they have so, you know, DC has so much to work with. It just makes me wonder why are they crashing and burning. What the, the way that I thought they should have started the whole DC thing was, and not everybody's going to agree with me, they should have started with Justice League. They should have started with this big, big story with all these characters, kind of, you know, at least five characters, that they all meet up and they're teaming together to stop an unstoppable force. Now, there is lore behind them. But we don't know what the lore is yet. We just know that they're meeting up for the first time. It, it starts with like Batman, and he sees it on his screen. You know, he has a screen as a monitor, and it's like, nah, nah, nah. you know, there's something going on. And then he goes there, and it's Superman. And Superman's like, you know, Batman. You know, there, this creature is coming here from planets. You know, X something. You know, he's on his way here. We need to team up and get ready for this. I've already, I've already, you know, I can see it or something. You know, Superman's so, all oh, in power. And then they all kind of group up. And then after that movie, after they defeat that creature, or that creature goes back home to defeat him, or maybe one more time later on, they then go off on their own stories. And then those story arcs make those characters. They kind of weave those characters. And then weave them right back, back together, in, baby, yeah. for another Justice League. Yeah. Boom! That's how you do it. And they could have done that, and it would have been different than Avengers, and it would have been refreshing. Yeah. It would have been, been completely different. bold, because I'm sure they, you know, they, they would... Be worried about trying to start with so many characters in the beginning. Sure, but they I mean, if they would have pulled Josh Whedon to do it. You could have done Josh Whedon. You did it with the Avengers. Come on in. Let's yeah. do this. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna try, if you want to catch up real quick, catch up real quick. Right. Just, exactly. If you're gonna do the thing, do the damn thing. Right. Don't pussyfoot and half-ass into Superman and Batman doing justice. Like you know. Well, and, so, and I've defended that movie a lot, but. You know, the, a big. You know, if there is a problem with it, it's the structure because it's basically a prequel or a setup for this grand franchise, and they didn't focus on it as much on making it a coherent movie. Well, if you think about it, they sort of did or the idea. That movie, they I sort of did the idea that I'm talking about. Two Wonder Woman. They have that. They went back. Yeah. They did Batman vs Superman. Wonder Woman shows up, and then they go back and show you the lore behind Wonder Woman. So they sort of did it yeah. already. Now that I sound like a dumbass, but the fact of the matter is, if they had started out with the Justice League and did just that, mm -hmm. you know, Batman go back to the Batman and go back to Superman, then they killed Superman too quickly. There's just so many things. There's so many things that really aggravate me that they could have, like, you know, okay, guys, let's calm down a little bit. You know, this is going to work out, but you know, slow down. Let's think about this. They weren't thinking about it. It was money bills. Yep. 
That's all they were seeing. They had have, they have dollar signs in their eyes, and that's where we are, why we are where we are with movies like Suicide Squad. Right, but they made so much money off Suicide Squad, and they're still making so much money off Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. And, and so it's like, oh, my God. Just, I, I'm worried they're not going to learn their lesson. They're not. I mean, they might because you can. It's like Transformers. They want to keep it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. The newest Transformers proved. Well, they just proved that people are they're giving up because Transformers made like they still made money, but I don't think it made anywhere near what they were expecting because it had this. So the first time I've ever seen this influence as a kid was was like with online and people like texting each other. I remember watching a, a news segment about it. Yeah, the first Hulk movie. You remember the first Eric Bana? Eric Bana. Yeah. I remember going to see it in a the theater when it first came out. When I got out of there, I watched this thing on the news, and it was talking about how people were texting each other about movies, yeah. and it's affecting sales. Huh. So Rotten so Tomatoes text messaging through text messaging it's and like through like sales. through because like almost like a early social media. Because it's so much easier for people to communicate and say. Uh, this movie was poop. Those dogs were stupid. This was stupid. Sure. This was stupid. Think Eric about Anna it. didn't look like a Bef- nerd. Before you had all this Rotten Tomatoes and all that kind of crap, you kind of went to the movie based upon the word of mouth or something you read in the newspaper by a local guy. I mean, you were just going off of that. Now you have Rotten Tomatoes as telling you, well, Spider-Man, 93% is the best movie People ever made. People are making the same complaint about Rotten Tomatoes now. They're saying that Rotten Tomatoes is affecting... They're actually affecting these ra- affecting ratings and affecting ticket sales and stuff. And some people try to accuse Rotten Tomatoes of being like crooked and kind of skewing the stats, which I don't believe at all. Oh come on! Yeah, I mean people are uptight. Come on, Matt Atchity. Matt Atchity, the I guess he's the I think he's the founder. He at least runs a show over there on Rotten Tomatoes. He's on uh, he's on Adam Carolla's podcast quite frequently, and they do a Rotten Tomatoes game where they try to pick the score of five five movies. It's awesome. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome. awesome. Every well, Matt Ashley's not there every Monday, but they do it on the Adam Carolla show every Monday. What do they do based off of? Like there's the a title? theme each. There's a theme each each time. Like this last week, it was actors from the Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones just debuted, and they just and did, they just did five movies that actors were in, and you know it's out was of a hundred. No, because they, they've, they've probably come up before. It's probably the, come up the, in other the, themes because the, the, of yeah, the redhead. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Peter yeah. Dinklage was yeah. in X Men. The redhead was on Apocalypse, but the redhead was yeah, she was Jean Grey in X Men Apocalypse. It was a horrible movie. It had a lot of cool stuff. There was a lot of there was a lot of cool stuff in X Men Apocalypse. Let me, yeah, let me Most this, that. No, no, you're horrible. right. It not, was, no, it was horrible. No, it was bad. It was bad. Not horrible. I've seen worse. All of the scenes with the good guys. Like Electra's horrible. The the yeah the. Yeah, I, I don't even movie. see Electra. I don't even see Electra. Daredevil oh, was pretty bad. I saw part of Electra. That's a horrible. Yeah, movie. I was good on that. After seeing Daredevil, I was like, oh, this has, this is a spinoff from that. Good, wow, you guys really, really don't know what. That was back in the day when they really were still trying to figure it out. I want to go back to, the, if I remember, the Eric Bana Hulk movie too. Okay. Oh, we were talking about X Men Apocalypse. All X-Men the stuff Apocalypse. with the, yeah, I guess I was almost done with that. But all the scenes with the good guys in them were good. The villains were all completely uh, trash. Every scene with the villain in it was yes. pretty bad, and I was. I mean, I love Michael Fassbender's Magneto. Michael sure Fassbender's portrayal of Magneto in Days of Future Past and First Class has l- helped make Magneto one of my favorite comic book characters. Like, Absolutely. You know, I love that complexity, like we were talking about earlier. Like, Magneto is... I mean, I, sometimes... I mean, he is a villain sometimes, but he's not even always a villain. But when he is a villain, he's got, like, a righteous cause. Like, I was a big fan of General Zod in Man of Steel. A lot of people weren't crazy about that movie or that villain, but I thought that guy did a great job. Yeah. Because just like Michael Fassbender's Magneto, like, you really just you felt for him. You felt for his motivation. He's trying to help his people. You know, he's trying... In his eyes, he's trying to save his race. Right. Like people. His and, yeah, right. and, like, you just... And, they, you know, they... Like, I, I love it. And just to see him wasted in X-Men Apocalypse just standing around 
somber for the most part. Yeah, he did nothing. Like, it was nothing. Well, yeah. his storyline with his family was cool. But yeah. it just got, you're right, it was very wasted. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, um, yes. He did so well in that first movie. Oh my God. It was so good in that movie. And the scene, crushed well, the it, scene where he's in that, like, uh, restaurant with those two guys that were, Oh, uh, yeah. Know, the yeah, he's in the bar that, when he first starts tracking down the, oh, the Nazis so and everything. Yeah. Oh, so great. Yeah, that was such a satisfying scene. Oh, like, I don't believe in revenge in real life. I like justice. I don't believe in like someone getting revenge, but in the movies, oh, it's so of good. Course. I love of course, of course, I would it's never. I, so I, I don't personally go after revenge myself. But seeing it in the movie, it makes you say, so "Well, it's I don't good. get to do revenge it's in justice. my real life, you get but to this feel is great." Justice. Exactly. Mm, right before your eyes, it, like ah, oh, I can like taste it. Yes, it's so good. But that Eric Bana Hulk movie, just like the Daredevil movie, like that was really was a time like you know. They had gotten past the TV version of Fantastic Four, sure, but it was still a mess. And with that, I mean, it was. I had high hopes for that Hulk movie. I actually was satisfied with that Hulk I movie at the time. I thought it was all right when it yeah. when it came out. I, I was I was entertained by it. And the dogs really pissed me off. The dogs were terrible. Yeah. And it's just it was just it was just weird. Like they really didn't know what they were doing. They got Ang Lee to direct. This guy has done the Ice Storm. <laughs> And I don't even I don't even know if he had done I know he ended up doing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but I think that was after the Hulk movie. What the fuck is that? Or I think he did. It was like a like an '80s drama. Like it was like '80s drama about swinging couples and their dysfunctional families and like you know reaping the reaping what they sow. Basically, you know I don't want to give. He's the perfect guy for Hulk. I mean, it was a great movie, and Ang Lee is a really good director. He's done a couple other movies that are just escaping me right now. Like he's he's no joke. But, like, he was not the right person to do... Like, he, he's kind of like an artistic Asian director. Like, yeah, right, you know, right, right. Yeah. Give him Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Don't give him the Hulk with, like, weird artistic, like, well, flashes. They, they try to do the comic panel panels. things. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's all right, but, yeah, it's just not, not well, the right movie. at least we started with something, because, yeah. you know, we well, what did we get first? It was, like, the X-Men movies, I guess, came out. I think did they come out before the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah, movies? Yeah, the X-Men right. movies came out first. And then Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man came It's funny, out. when X-Men and when Spider-Man came out, and you're like, they finally figured out how to do comic book movies. Exactly. And then you go back and watch them, you're like, these look kind of crappy. Yeah, very. <laughs> Just a little well, bit. Well, because they've come so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they have come so far. I mean, the, the, these, you know, MCU movies have just, like, blown my socks off. And mm-hmm. it makes you excited that these movies are doing so well because that'll grow. And then, like, I heard, uh, or I read an article today that, uh, a Spawn movie is actually being made. That's they awesome. got the green light. That's off. awesome. So yeah. we're gonna get a real Spawn movie, not that early '90s or uh, mid '90s, no, no, late '90s. We were talking about to- uh, Venom earlier. I just I didn't know that Todd McFarlane created that created Venom. Yeah. I never knew yeah, that. Todd, he, yeah. I forgot that he created. I mean, I might have known that at some point. That's. I mean, it's perfect. Todd McFarlane is a genius. Yeah, if you ever go on his page, he does these little tutorials and showing you how to draw characters. Oh, nice. It's really cool. He did one about uh, Venom not too long ago. Nice. But, you know, he did create a lot of characters, but what is he most well-known for? Spawn. And, you know, we got that movie in, like, 99, 98, something. I mean, Todd McFarlane reinvented Spider-Man. Sure. Five, ten, however many years before Spawn. I mean, that guy's no joke. Well, he's well, like, he is the, he's the Spider-Man, but Frank Miller was the Batman. But we, we got a, a, a Spawn movie that was made for uh, an audience that wasn't necessarily mature. And now was we're it still get, rated R? Uh, I don't believe. I believe it was PG thirteen. Okay, if I it better be for how bad it was. It better have been. So PG-13. they're making. If they're they made it that a, bad and it was R. That's that's pitiful. They're making the new one apparently R and it's going to be fully mature. And what do you think opened the door on all that? Deadpool. Deadpool. Which is why yeah. Suicide Squad should have gone full Deadpool. I'm yep. so disappointed. Deadpool and Logan, because Logan. Oh, Logan was, I finally saw Logan. Oh, incredible. Ah. Oh. 
I mean, you know, so and I love, and you know how much I love MC movies. Yeah. I mean, shit. But that movie, I remember watching the opening scene to that movie, and Heather leaned over to me. I've told this story about a dozen times. She was the opening over scene where he's the, the, the guy trying to steal his yeah, okay. meals, and he cuts like the guy's arm off, or whatever. Mm -hmm. After that scene, Heather goes, "How can this movie get any better?" Mm -hmm. And I literally, I was like, "I don't have no idea." We finally this, see this Wolverine. We finally see on-screen Wolverine unleashing his potential for the first time. Ber yeah. Berserker. But one of the great things about Wolverine is, you know, he's always got, even though he's supposed to be almost invincible, he always got to deal with weakness. And now, Old Man Logan, you see him, this is how he's dealing with his weakness and then, and, you know, you got to overcome that to really, you know. Well, you're watching a character that you've watched over the years who's almost invincible finally getting hurt for the first time. That's kind of a hard, kind of a weird and hard thing to say. Yeah. So the mature themes of, of, of the comic book movies, perfect. And, and I think it's perfect timing. We, we got the MCU, we've had Spider-Man, X-Men, you know, all that. And X-Men sort of get it, getting a little mature. Yeah. Maybe they're going to go in that direction now. I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I can't Venom, see I an R-rated X-Men movie. movie. I can definitely see an R-rated Venom movie. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. So it's nice to see, like, Deadpool definitely pulled it off. Mm. Um, Logan definitely pulled it off. I just don't want to see companies start making these movies. Somebody said something about it the other day. Oh, they asked Kevin Feige, will you ever make a rated R MCU movie? And he goes, oh, well, it's possible. And what he's saying is, wait a minute, we don't need to do this. Now, if the character calls for that, sure. Mm -hmm. Logan calls for that. Deadpool calls for that. Spider-Man doesn't call for that. No. You, so, there would there'd be no point. Sure. I mean, you don't want to keep these characters. You don't, want to, you don't want to cut your audience down if it's not necessary. Exactly. You don't need an R-rated Spider-Man. Exactly. Um, so, so I like the way they think. Yeah. He is obviously... He's thinking with the right hat on, and uh, we're we're gonna get we're constantly getting quality shit out of this as the MCU thing. How long this train is gonna last that we're on right now? We're we're in a time of it's hard like to say. we're in a time of movies where it's just like this is like the dude. Think about this. This is like the best time to be alive. You, you know, over you know uh, during Christmas we're gonna get another Star Wars movie. I know. Dude. We're getting Thor Ragnarok. We're getting Infinity War. I mean, how how can we get? We just heard we're getting a Spawn movie. How can we get any better? And, and I mean, and I know you don't watch it, but I've mentioned earlier my love, you know, Game of Thrones. Like that's Game just, of just Thrones, throw that yeah. on the pile, man. Like absolutely, there's so much good content out there. There's it's so just, much good stuff. It's like, just mm. vomiting good content. It's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable, and you you never know what you're going to get next. And and you get these you know new television shows that come out, like uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, just you know came out a couple years ago yeah. after the Walking Dead. Love the Walking Dead, then we get the Fear of the Walking Dead. So now all year you have Walking Dead. I mean, yeah. it's like a dream come true, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat any of this shit. And Fear the Walking Dead, I mean, the, it, it suffers mainly just from being a Walking Dead show. This season? Because people are just... I haven't watched the season oh, yet. Oh, my I gosh. watched up to this season. I'm going to watch it. But Let I have you, you will not be sorry. It nice. is so good. Nice. I wasn't sure how much I liked Fear the Walking Dead. Like, with Walking Dead... Like it's like I can't even tell if I like it anymore sometimes because right. I'm just like I don't know if this is good. I can't tell if it's just a bunch of stuff happening or if, I'm pretty sure I talked about this on, on air earlier. How like you want something to feel like I want to feel like every scene, every episode is a part of a grander vision, sure. and not just a bunch of random stuff happening. And I couldn't right. decide if Fear the Walking Dead was like that. If it's just if they actually had a vision for where these characters are going to go and how they're going to evolve, or if they're just going to like. They definitely do because this yeah, season I think they do. things have like gone off the rails. I mean, things have gone so crazy, and and th things are happening right now that you don't 
totally denied. I mean, it's getting good. It's got a great cast. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Really People are dying left and right that you don't expect. Nice. It's That's really good. crazy, man. It's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really liking it. Um, I loved last season of Walking Dead. A lot of people didn't like it. I love Negan, so that's just the way that it I is. I liked the last season. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I'm looking for this. Looking forward to this season. We just both this. of us we just watched the trailer. Um, I think the trailer looks great. Uh, Negan is only on like a sliver mm. of the trailer, uh, and it shows that they're gearing up for some large war. Mm. Is it a trailer for the entire season, or is it a trailer for the first few episodes, and then we're going to get a big war? I'm not entirely sure on that. Hard to say. I mean, I would imagine it's going to be a pretty big war by the end of the season. That's what I would think. Is um, this the be this is the beginning of a new season, right? It's not yes. a mid-season. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Beginning of beginning a new, new season. season. So I guess I wonder if that trailer is for like the first half of the season because they're going to do. I guess, I assume they're going to do that. They're going to cut it off halfway through, and then we'll see the other half around Valentine's. That's day. right. I think that's yep. usually it always start. comes back around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's going to it's going to you know probably start pretty strong. And then kind of weed off a little bit. That's how it always does. Yeah, they gotta have peaks and valleys. You can't just have full throttle adrenaline. I mean, I like those. I like the occasional episode that zeroes in on like one or two characters. So do I. That's that is more convincing to me of the whole grand epic idea of developing Absolutely. these characters. Like it's, they, they, I, I love those. those and you get a, and you get a payoff later on from that too. Yeah. Because except the characters for, are doing stuff. Except for that one. Uh, except for the one episode about Tara, of course. That was oh great. fuck that episode. I mean, it has some important beach, plot stuff in it. But yeah. Yeah, they should have cut that episode in half, maybe. Well, they weren't on a beach, but they were like near in a jungle or something. Yeah, yeah, it was really dumb. We needed a couple of plot points from an episode. We didn't need all of Yeah, I thought the same thing. They could have cut some of the parts of that scene into other. I thought it was it was funny seeing her in the in the trailer. I think she's just like chilling on a roof. She might have been next to Michonne or somebody wearing like stupid pink sunglasses. Oh, that was funny. Like because I like how you you gotta have a little bit of comedy in here and there. It's really nice how they 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 can mix it in here and there and when you're absorbed in that world I mean that's just well last season was more or less about fear and the group is fearful you know Negan's here and death and destruction right. he kills, he's freedom killing people. versus life right you know, either follow him or fight him if you fight him you're probably going to die you know that'll probably be the same theme in this other than the you know it's, it's going to start out you know where they're trying to be hopeful then they'll probably get beat down a little bit more and then they'll probably overcome something's going to happen something big well this mid-season uh, is going to end on a real down note i'm sure uh absolutely maybe they'll, that finally, maybe they'll finally kill coral they had yeah they had a lot of people complaining about last season, so yeah. I imagine they put everything they could into this season. Yeah, people don't want to slow burn. They don't, I don't know lose, what people expect. Losing viewers are losing already. Like, are you guys crazy? Losing viewers is losing money, man. They don't That's want to true. lose any money. That's true. So, uh, just before we close this out, what is one one thing based on all we talked about, or even outside of what we talked about? What are you looking forward to the most? <sighs> Honestly. I might say uh, it's a, it would probably be a toss-up between Thor Ragnarok and the next episode of Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah, probably. Okay. And, uh, I mean, I'm tempted to say the season premiere of Walking Dead, but that probably wouldn't be completely honest. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I yeah I'm I'm gonna agree on Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok um, and Infinity War, and you can so. You can shoehorn Star Wars in there for me because Star Wars Episode what eight yeah. is going to be probably really cool. And, it probably will be. And they're alluding to a lot of Empire, Empire-y. Are you just directing it? Uh, yes, 
and I cannot remember guy. his name. Has he done, what's right he, now. Do you remember anything he's done already? No, but I can look it up. Hold on. Alright, well, while Chris is researching, I'll shamelessly plug and follow me at Matthew J. Better and subscribe to my podcasts. I have my Healthy Fun podcast, Better Health and World, and I proctor an MMA podcast called Better Fight Cast. You can get either of those on iTunes or SoundCloud. Ryan Johnson. Okay. What's really cool about him, by the way, when yeah. we went to Star Wars Celebration this year, Ryan Johnson, they, people would go to the celebration and stand in line for the big openers for the day. And the big openers, one was like the Star Wars um, Episode Eight, you know, trailer premiere, mm-hmm. and every actor from the movie's there. Nice. And they all go up on stage, and you basically wait in line, like, from the night before, and get, you know, in the auditorium where it's taking place. Yeah. Nice. Well, Ryan Johnson for that day walked around and like met everybody. Oh, he's he's like walking around. Oh, nice. And shaking people's hands in line. That's waiting. awesome. Thank you. He was. I remember you telling me how and, awful the lines were. Oh, god oh, damn! Oh my god, this day was so disorganized. Uh, like, well, you just disorganized. Stay in line for four hours for a, su- a supporting character. Oh, you got to sacrifice a whole day for Mark Hamill, I guess. Like, I that's sacrificed not right. all day for Palpatine, pra- practically. I spent god, five hours in line. It's not even Mark Hamill. No, I know, I know. I, I mean, I have the pop to, yeah, to prove it now, yeah. which is cool for That's me. Awesome. I mean, you know, personally, but I mean, now that I look back on it, it's like, man, I could have really spent my whole day, you know, fucking around in there. Yeah, like that didn't happen. But then again, to go and see anything at celebration, it was like you literally had to wait in an yeah. extremely long line. So if I wasn't waiting in line for a signature on a yeah. pop, I would have been waiting in line else. for something else. Um, they really dicked us around big time there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so what I'm really looking forward to, you know, probably the most right now, really, if I'm going to say it, uh, Infinity War. I'm really, really, yeah. really looking forward to that. But I mean, Thor I guess I would say I would be looking forward to Infinity War more than Thor, but it just doesn't seem real enough yet for me to be really That's kind of where I'm at. Forward That's to where it. I'm at. I, mean, right I would now. definitely rather see Infinity War than That's Thor where if I'm I had at. to pick one of the two, but... I, don't, I haven't seen any images Thor, from it or anything. So close. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've seen a couple of images. Like, you see that scene on the set where you see Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland and Chris Evans, yep. maybe. Uh, no, it was... Um, Jeremy uh, Renner? No, no. Uh, the guy who plays Star Wars. Uh, Star-Lord. Uh, Chris... Oh. Um, uh, shit. Pratt. Chris Pratt. Okay, yeah. and yeah, you see them on the, like, green screen set behind them. Yes. So that's all I've seen of Infinity War, so it just doesn't seem... I don't have a sense of it. Can you imagine the three of those characters in the same scene? It's going to be ridiculous. You have to go online and read how people, like their little their little synopsis of the trailer they watched for Infinity War. If I can find it, I'll forward it to you. Just reading it makes your like your hair raise off your, your arms. So do you know anything else Ryan Johnson has done? Star Wars guy, I'm very uh, I can, curious. I, can I can't remember. I, th- I, th- I thought I'd heard something about something. I think Ron Howard's directing the Han Solo yes, movie. Yes, he is. Yeah, he jumped That's in. That's crazy yeah. and awesome because yeah. Ron Howard's the man. He did Looper, Ryan Johnson. Oh, I'm in. I am. He did in. Looper. I am in. And he I did a couple in. other really. A movie called Brick I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, and then apparently he's working on the next uh, Star Wars and some. Capacity. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's directing both of them. Is he? I think so. Pretty sure. Okay. I'm in because Looper was phenomenal. Looper was a good movie. Uh, uh, very, very. Really good. I mean, Ed Furlong. Right? Uh, no, 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 not Ed Furlong. Um, no, uh, Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon yeah. yeah. I, w- I want to go back and watch that movie now that we're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Willis, uh, Jeff Daniels. Oh. The way that they ma- they they oh, did the so uh, the the. Uh, uh, special effects on what's it, George, Joseph Gordon-Levin's face is uh, to make it look, look, look like Bruce Willis. Willis was yeah. incredible, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so that's our nerd talk uh, for this round. We'll bring another one back to you. What, what was it, Matthew J. Better? Yeah, yeah. Matthew J. Better. You mentioned that before. Better in the world, better play cast. SoundCloud. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Perfect. And we will talk to you next time.